Thanks for listening to the Cyber Side Chat podcast series where we examine issues related to our hybrid world. Well, William, thanks for joining us today. I wanted to start by uh, asking sort of how you got into the uh, the data space. Well, I sort of fell into it uh, out of college. I got an engineering job at IBM. They gave me uh, a choice of products uh, after the interview day, and I chose DB2, which I think I chose wisely there. Yes, you did. Today, And it got me into databases. And I've just sort of uh, worked my way out from product engineering into the field. And I've been uh, consulting now for 25 years and uh, still consider myself an engineer, still do quite a bit of engineering work on products, uh, various products, but uh, do a lot of, uh, obviously, I focus on the field work and uh, being an independent analyst in the field. Got it. Got it. And so with that background, I mean, we're seeing, you know, those of us like, you know, I'm in kind of your boat, which I've been doing this whole pile. Um, you know, we we see uh, this shift now with more advanced versions of ML, we'll call AI or whatever we're doing, but all of it sort of relies on data, right? And so to you, having with the background you have, what does it mean to you to be data driven? Well, totally. Um, I, I actually... Trying to become data-driven is something that enterprises have been striving for um, for a decade. Um, but the the definition has kept changing and growing. So if you haven't started this journey, then you may be finding yourself pretty far behind. Uh, and you're absolutely right about the, the clamor now is around ML. And for that, you need a lot of data. You need a lot of quality data. You need that data to be accessible and well-performing. And so on. So to be data driven uh, today means that you rely on your data for your decisions. You don't rely on just strictly what somebody thinks or uh, somebody's uh, intuition about things. Of course, there's still room for that today, of course. But there's a lot more data that can be brought into business decisions today and a lot more data that can be brought into business processes, maybe for automation, maybe automating some of the some of the more mundane parts of the process. Uh, and it's, you absolutely have to avail yourself of possibilities today in order to stay efficient and really keep up with competition. Totally agree. I mean, uh, I've done a good bit with DOD over the years and they're sort of focused on information superiority, which I think is you know a very related concept and how they use information. Mm -hmm. um, how should putting you know the, the public sector aside, how should companies really think about their use of data in this data-driven world? I think if they're not using all their data, all the data that's possible for them, that they're they're probably missing out. They're probably not going deep enough uh, with their analysis. And so I encourage all of the enterprises that I consult to to get all data under management. That means all data. That means the data that we've been leaving behind because it was too much. We didn't know what to do with it. They, we didn't have data scientists that could get to that level and so on. Maybe that's your problem. Maybe you actually need to be promoting. If you're a data professional, you need to be promoting the use of data within your organization so that these things do happen. There is demand for your supply of data to the organization. If there's not that, I think there's a bigger problem at play here because data is really what's going to set off the uh, real competitors in the near future, uh, actually presently and through the foreseeable future. Yeah, no, and look, I think, you know, my my colleagues, uh, the day job for me is lawyer and, um, 
you know, my colleagues on that side of the house love the risk side of the equation. And what you're really saying is the value side of the equation has an equal, if not more important role, which is if you're not extracting the maximum value out of your data, um, you may not be as good a position competitively as other companies, frankly. Absolutely. Your supply chain may not be as efficient. Your maintenance processes, if you have airplanes or whatever, that may not be as efficient. You may not be stamping out all the fraud that you possibly could. You may not be targeting your marketing as effectively as you could, etc. All the things that all industries do, uh, I don't know which one of them doesn't need a lot of data today. And so what I see is a lot of enterprises are upsizing what they're doing. Of course, they're doing all these things. They're just maybe not doing it to full effect with all the data that is at their disposal. So they're upsizing a lot of it and they're upsizing their processes from business intelligence, sort of static analyst driven to machine learning and applying algorithms to data to come up with things that we humans can't. Yep. And of course, I mean, and as we move towards this, you know, more machine driven world where, you know, AI and ML are important, obviously, um, you know, I think it goes without saying, but I'll say you need more data and higher quality data to do that, right? And I think that's that's really one of the things you're driving at is in order to use the, you know, AI ML to its full potential, you have to have a high volume of high quality data. You do. You need to get all your data under management. And this is why the past decade has been the decade of data warehousing, which is great for your relational uh, alphanumeric type of data for financial reporting and sort of your basic regulatory reporting and all that sort of thing, which is great, which we still need, which is still fundamental. But the competitive advantage now is, is expected in the area of what we call the data lake, which is a collection ground for all data, all your unstructured data, all your sensor data, your clickstream data, all the data from the supply chain, all your all sensors and so on. So getting all that data under control for machine learning is really what a lot, a lot of organizations are focused on right now. Yeah. And it's that natural progression, right? You can't, you know, what, what you had to do to get here is different than what you're going to need to do for AI on a value side, putting the, you know, the risk side, we all talk about too much with AI, you know, the value side of AI is really what I think you're talking about. And in order to extract that value, you have to have, you know, a high volume of data to do it. Absolutely. And I'm not taking any, anything away from the risk side, uh, the benefits to the risk management of an organization yep. by having a lot of data. But yeah, the value, it, it keeps expanding. So I like to say beyond the mountain lies more mountains <laughs> and, and they keep getting built uh, in this industry that we're in. So You've, and like you said, you've got to pass over a mountain, pass over a certain level of maturity with your data before you're ready for that next level. So you're not just going to jump in here and say, okay, let's do machine learning if your data is a mess all over the place. Nobody knows where it is. It's not organized, not well performing, not governed, et cetera, et cetera. You're not going to do a great job at the thing that's really going to matter to organizations in the next decade. Yep. And, and speaking of climbing mountains, you don't do that without some or level of organization. Uh, how how should the companies, you know, that we're we're talking to today, organize to make the most out of their data? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's uh, very important. So it used to be that all this data management business was all centralized, and you had to go to a central team, and and of course that's somewhat inefficient uh, in an enterprise. Sometimes really inefficient. <laughs> 
and it can create uh, boundaries where, whereby that central organization doesn't really know the business of all the 10, 20, 30, 40 departments that it's serving. And so it does a half job and that's not good enough anymore. So what we see is uh, that's working great is a blended model of centralization. Yes, there's still some of that for your bulk purchasing, maybe some for some grander architectural issues, things like that. Somebody to look out for where there might be synergy across the organization in terms of all the things that are going on. But there's also a decentralized component to it, whereby departments can spin up technical or can have technical professionals that do some of these data things in context of the broader goals of the organization. But it's a really, really a hybrid model today that that we're pushing and that we're seeing out there. Interesting. So what are the architectural components you need to sort of make that happen? Well, you need uh, you need quite a bit today because there's no one size fits all. For the past decade or so, we've thought that, oh, let's just put everything into one grand data warehouse and everybody can come and get their get their information from that from that trial. Uh, but it's really, yes, you need that, of course. Uh, you need the data lake, as I mentioned before. Uh, the data must be loaded not just strictly in a, uh, a what we call an ETL or extraction transformation loading manner, but really the big data that's setting us apart now, that is more or less what we call streaming data because the volume exceeds what the old ways can do. So you have to adapt that. I also want to put out graph databases for those kinds of relationship workloads. That's important. Master data management is also pretty important. Having great governance, having a data catalog, having a data quality program. There's all these things that are really necessary as components today in a data architecture for an enterprise. And, and look, I think what's, what's interesting about this to me is, um, and again, we're not going to turn this into a risk discussion, but the, the very things you'd want to do to manage data risk are exactly those. And I think that's always been what I've thought interesting about, again, what the DOD formulation of this is, is, you know, the way you extract the value from data is to actually know what data you have and 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 know how to access it, right? And that's really what you're saying. And that's exactly what, you know, if I put the lawyer hat on, um, what I'd say you need to do to actually be compliant, because, you know, it's hard to know what you need to do program-wise from a risk perspective, with data, if you don't know what data you have, where it sits and what the attributes are, but it's the same thing on the value side. And I think that's, as we move into these bigger processes, you know, bigger data lakes, it gets harder to manage that data. And as a result, the the architecture you're talking about is just even more critical. It does. And, and there may be, <clears throat> there may actually be some different standards you might hold the data to in a data lake at that kind of volume uh, versus the data that you're using for your financial reporting and so on that's in in the data warehouse. So there's that nuance that that must be applied. So right. data governance is kind of that overarching umbrella that manages all these things for an organization. And you really need to have that be top notch today in order to meet the demands of not only the business, but also the regulatory demands and all the risk demands uh, of an organization. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. And and Based on your experience, what are you seeing leading companies do with data now? So that's pretty varied, um, but they are putting their all their data, trying to capture all. I'll, I'll talk about the leading companies. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's what we're all striving to be. So the most mature companies out there have 
multiple data lakes, but not, not hugely overlapping. And these are data lakes in cloud storage. Almost by definition to me, a data lake is in cloud storage. And that's where all data is kept. Now, that becomes a glorified staging area for the many data warehouses that you might have in an organization, also architected and not hugely overlapping one another. So organized with clean data, clean data according to data governance standards and data governance comes from the business area. So we have that as an organizational layer managing all of the data quality standards that we have all this data in. And then there's all the other constructs that I see leading organizations. And when I say leading, I mean they're leading from a business standpoint. There is high correlation between leading from a business standpoint and leading from a data standpoint. So uh, what you're doing for your data is really what you're doing for your business. And so lakes, warehouses, again, master data management, streaming data, graph data, data governance, data quality, and a data catalog. And of course, the things you're doing with the data include machine learning uh, as well as BI. So I say anywhere that you're doing BI today, you ought to be looking as well at what AI can do or machine learning can do for that function. Maybe it can cut a little bit more to the chase and add a little bit more data to the underlying goal of the business process. And, and for our, our listeners who aren't maybe as familiar with the, the data madness that you and I deal with, maybe explain uh, streaming data and graph data as opposed to sort of just the general data sets. Because I think, you know, one thing I see certainly, again, as a, the lawyer sometimes dealing with the regulatory side is a lot of times people who don't really understand data think there's just, you know, all data is created equal, right? And it's certainly not both by volume, velocity, and quality. And, and maybe explaining that would... Uh, you know, help. Sure. Okay. So we have this term in the industry called big data and uh, different analysts have liked it or not liked it. I like it. I, I get it because it's a different profile from the data that we've historically dealt with. All that alphanumeric data, maybe, you know, alphanumeric data be like uh, transaction data, customer data, product data. I'm kind of using a retail example, mm-hmm. but I think we can all kind of find our way in that. So site data, store data, all all that sort of things that a lot of things need inside an organization. So there's that. But big data is a different profile from that kind of data. It comes in very fast with high velocity, a high variety of the type of data that's in there. So you not only have numbers and characters, but you might have audio, you might have video, you might have photographs, you might have data that's tagged, which is very popular on the web. We we call it JSON data. So that's where the data doesn't have a consistent structure to it, but every record could be a little bit different depending upon the context of how that data was created. And by the way, we know that because the data has all of its column names associated with the column values right there on the record. So it means we don't have to model something super hard and locked down to get all that data. We just have to create the cloud storage and point the data at it. And in it goes. And that's that's what builds our data lake and sets us apart. Got it. No, that totally makes sense. And that's super helpful. Um, other than what we've talked about, what are some learnings from 
high maturity companies that that deal with data, particularly that you know the the more we'll say higher volume and velocity type data we're talking about. So I think it's important to get the executive group on board with this idea of being data driven. Some of them are. Some of them will say the right things that they want to be data driven. They've heard that. They kind of get it. And so they start to say these things, which is great. Use that as a lever to actually put some meat on those bones and and architect the environment better. And remember this, you're always architecting not just for the immediate need, but for the needs in the ensuing years. Needs that sometimes business professionals are not going to be able to even articulate to you because they don't know. And I think the data professionals in an organization, the ones listening to this podcast, are really sitting on the gold of the organization. And if you feel like you are doing that, then you owe your organization to be assertive about the various uses of data. So it's not just up to the technical professional today to check off and meet the needs of the business as they articulate them. It's up to us to put those needs on the table for the future because we are in the spotlight of where business is going and what's going to set the company apart and make sure it's successful. Yeah, no, look, I think that's exactly right. And I think all too often you do see people thinking data-driven means, you know, we have an objective and we use the data to get to the objective, which it does mean, but it also sometimes means using the data to set an objective, right? And I think that's, you know, a, a way to really look at this, which is there's times where data-driven means the data drives the out, you know, almost the outcome because you have an outcome in hand, but it also can mean it actually helps you determine what outcome you should be shooting for. And then you have to go back to the data and then use the data to, you know, get you there too. That's and I right. think that's that's where it becomes more, even more strategic for companies because they're using data, not just to operationalize things, they're actually using it to embed it in their strategy. And I think, you know, I tend to come at it much more from a business strategy perspective on the value side. And I think that's really when, you know, maybe one of the takeaways of today is, um, you know, when companies, if they're going to extract the maximum amount of value out of data, it isn't just using data for already set strategy. It's right. you know, pulling data through your entire organization to help set direction and strategy and then reusing data again to operationalize it. And, and I think that's where I see, you know, just as, you know, from what I see, I see companies more often than not, they're good at using data to operationalize things. They're not as good at using it for setting direction and strategy at times. Absolutely, let the data speak. Yeah, and it speaks with uh, most profoundly when you're using machine learning on it, because machine learning can go into that data and kind of figure out what is it trying to say. Whereas exactly. if we come in with our static, here's my ten reports that I do. That's not letting the data speak. That's not getting to the root of the matter, and that's not taking us into higher levels of maturity. So, and by the way, all this that we're talking about uh, requires organizational change, and change is hard, and especially it's going it's going to be hard when you're talking about cutting over from uh, the prior ways to machine learning, because machine learning is a whole different way of doing things. And like I said, you know, it lets the data speak. It makes the data come up with things that we should do that we weren't thinking about. We have to be much more agile 
with machine learning. And we have to be uh, trusting of the machine learning algorithms and not completely reliant on humans to do A through Z of everything. And exactly. so absolutely yep. do some organizational change management uh, as part of this. Absolutely. Well, listen, uh, William, thank you so much for your time today. It was a fascinating discussion. And I think really a lot of good you know, points for companies here, both for in terms of actually understanding the operational side, but uh, I think really op- understanding the strategic and directional side of data, which I think is too often overlooked in organizations. And uh, thank you again, and uh, look forward to having you on the podcast again in the future. Sure thing. Thanks, Andy. Please join us for future CyberSide chats as we continue to examine issues related to the hybrid world. 